Welcome to the Trey Talk podcast. Trey Talk is a gathering at Trey Ministries in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where individuals share their stories for you to be inspired and encouraged. You can learn more about us at treyministries.org. If you're in the area, join us for a cup of coffee and a conversation before and after Trey Talk. Thanks for joining us. Well, Adam, it's good to talk with you. Could you just tell us a little bit about kind of what brought you to Sioux Falls and a little bit about yourself before we kind of get into hearing more about your story? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Adam Masava. I'm a professional artist from Nairobi, Kenya. I come from the south of Nairobi in a slum known as Mukuru. And um, I came to Sioux Falls through um, an invitation, a kind invitation from Seeds of Change and Poet to help them with their fundraiser and also talk to their office just to inspire them so that they get to hear some stories from Kenya and get inspired and get involved in like helping. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And I think we'll, we'll get more into that, but yeah. let's go back and just, I'd love to hear kind of uh, what was it like growing up in the, the Mukuru slum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of your first years of life, what did that look like for you? Well, um, if I remember, the times were really tough. Uh, it was really challenging because, um, you see, my, my folks didn't go to school. So that means they couldn't get good jobs. They were working as casual laborers. My dad would go to industries and stay out there, like few men staying out there waiting for if there is a job opportunity inside. If they need a handyman or need help, they pick them. They work for whatever, and then they are given some money to as a, as a pay. So that was what my dad used to do, and it wasn't working like every time mm-hmm. because it's not every each and every day he will get an opportunity to work. Then my mom used to work as a house help. She used to have like three or four houses that she used to go and work really hard as a house help. Uh, to she she used to serve in Indian some rich Indian guys, mm-hmm. and she used to work very very hard and. She had like a lot of back problems because of what she was doing. And uh, also our grandma, she also supported us so much when we were young. She used to work also as a house help and cleaner. She had like 15 houses, literally, like she was cleaning the compound every day. Uh. Yeah, uh, using some sweeps, uh, um, washing the compound, cleaning cars and stuff like that. So basically... These jobs don't pay a lot in Kenya because they are odd jobs. And uh, for us, we really struggled, but we thank God for everything because those struggles have made us be really strong. Like for instance, our house was really small. It was a small room. We normally, me and my brothers, we normally joke about our house. We say (laughs) it was a self-confused room. (laughs) Not self-contained, but a self-confused room because simply because um, you have there your kitchen, you have your bedroom, you have your living room. Literally, everything is right there. So a bed was there. This was our setup, a bed, a small cupboard, a black and white TV, because we really love to watch TV, a small couch made out of wood, then a small kitchen over here, then the door. So what happened, what, what the biggest challenge was when it came to sleep. Can imagine I have, I come from a family of uh uh, three siblings. So my, I'm the firstborn, my brother, sister, and then a uh, little brother. So my little brother and mom and dad used to share the bed, not a king-size bed, really small bed. <laughs> and then me and my, my brother, we used to take a piece of mattress, put it on the floor and sleep. And uh, houses in the slum have like small holes on the door. So a lot of wind would come in. And um, sometimes when it rains, rainwater would creep in mm, sure. and we couldn't sleep anymore. We had to sit on the couch and like try and slumber there. Yeah. But we never got sick. We never had any problems, like major problems because of those things. And um, we, we bless the name of God because of that. We, 
we we grew struggling like even sometimes we couldn't eat three meals per day we would only eat supper but we survived and we thank god because our those that's the best our parents could do yeah. and we couldn't ask for more and yeah. through that we got really uh hard lessons that have strengthened us that has helped us become who we are to get today sure. work hard and always focus yeah 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 and so uh were all the families in in your neighborhood kind of in similar situations and how big of a neighborhood do you know how many people were in that area my god if i tell you that our family was rich even with those situations that i told you you would wonder because having a tv in your house it means you're rich hmm. <laughs> and uh so ours was rich <clears throat> because um also the the stuff we had in the house were like you know when you co- when you can compare uh you can say we were like middle class in the slum sure. so other families were had uh tougher situ- uh, tougher uh, situations than us and um sometimes i would visit my friends when we were kids and i would like see uh, really yeah. they only have a bed inside yeah. and that's it hmm. and a stove a paraffin stove and few utensils and that's it and um it kind of made us also appreciate what we have back at home sure because we had almost everything that we needed at home yeah yeah, yeah. so were you and your siblings able to go to school as, as when you were younger um thank god now our government introduced free primary education and i think they are also trying to work on high school to also be free in our days we had to pay for fee to go to elementary school wow. and my if my family couldn't afford to give us three meals how about education it wouldn't be possible so luckily there were some um an organization of sisters of mercy from ireland and europe mm-hmm. they came and uh, started some schools there's a very famous sister uh, she's called sister mary clean mm. from uh, republic of ireland She has done a lot of uh, charity work and a lot of good things for people in Kurusalam. So she started a lot of schools there basically to empower us to get to get us yeah. to go to school for free. So I went to one of the schools and um the school basically was uh, supported by a lot of donors from Europe <clears throat> and even from this country. and um basically we used to also get lunch in form of maize and beans and i saw i i, I remember there were some uh, cooking oil tins that were branded USA and the right, flag right. of america so i can rem- so america really helped us in yeah. that school yeah. and that's special and um the lunch was like a bait for us to go to school because we knew <laughs> yeah. we knew if we, if we go to school we would have lunch sure. but then we also gained a lot from school so, yeah. yeah so you're a professional artist now yeah so where did that journey begin for you uh actually it started way back in the school um our school basically had a really good art and craft teacher it's a shame that our government scrapped off art and craft from the syllabus mm-hmm. which um <clears throat> for me it helps children to think creatively to be creative helps children to like think outside the box not always think by reading books or stuff like that just to have ways to be creative art and craft helps in that so um when when i was in school uh the art teacher was really a special teacher he could mm. spot a talent and develop it and he encouraged me quite a lot i'll tell you a story one day he he was one of the feared teachers you know in africa uh, particularly in my country in those days if you did something wrong in school you get beaten <laughs> quite bad so um he was he was busy writing notes for us to copy on our books and i was busy sketching him i was carried away like really quickly and got everything the proportion everything right so i was like trying to do some shading on him and i got carried away by the drawing i when i i looked up to look at some details to adjust to add in my drawing he had already gone around the classroom 
and he was actually standing right beside <laughs> me and i didn't know so i was trying to find him where he is then i saw he was there then i closed the book quickly and pretend and he said i saw you young man what you were doing and he told me see me after the class so everyone told me you're going to get beaten <laughs> so um, it was a long day then the rest of the day huh i <laughs> know uh, actually after the class it was a recess okay. so i went there i was really shaking <laughs> like literally and um when he saw me he told me come in come in so the, it was actually the staff room they were having tea he told me to have a seat and served me with some tea i was like what what's going on is he preparing me for a massive beating <laughs> <laughs> then um he he told the other teachers this is a really special talented uh, uh um kid he drew me really nice and he told me don't repeat that in my class concentrate with what we are doing but i will introduce you to the art room so that you can be coming there and practice and learn then um there were some a lot of competitions from companies from kenya mm. one of them is a shoe uh polish brand called kiwi so they had a, like a a school competition for kids to draw their uh, their shoes it was it was called smiling shoes or something like that so you, the, their intention was to you, you create i mean you create a painting that would show their brand making your shoes smile Yeah. So um I participated in those and won a lot of presents for me and uh, also for the school and that kind of inspired me but my my break my really inspiration moment came when the World Food Program which was sponsoring our school by giving us food um uh, had a competition for all their beneficiaries across the world so basically you draw or paint a, a piece of art that shows the importance of the world food program and how it changes the the world so i did a truck a huge truck carrying a lot of food stacks behind it then a big tent with a huge um, logo of the world food program and then on the horizon it had like um, a school and kids were running following the truck there was an old man sitting there really thin and looked um very hungry he was sitting there and waving to the truck so <clears throat> this this uh, piece of art uh, got me a world um number one in the world like i won the the, the overall wow. world contest so it was really special that was what made me believe that i could be a good artist and uh, you know being able to win an overall prize in the yeah, world yeah. mean it means i was special in a way and our school got a lot of food and we actually ate rice and minced meat for a month courtesy of <laughs> <laughs> of adam masava wow yeah. that's awesome so yeah. all of your friends said win more contests <laughs> yeah <laughs> but unfortunately the following year things didn't go well <laughs> i don't think even i made it to the world contest but yeah. i thank god for that because it was a, a nice break for me yeah yeah so would you say because this was another question i wanted to ask mm-hmm. um at what point uh, it's one thing to know like i'm passionate about this but was there a point where you knew you know what i want to dedicate my life to this that you knew i i could do that because mm-hmm. um, i think artists often yeah uh face a lot of doubt from other people Correct. like go get a real job or things yeah, like that's that that's true but at what point did you know you know what no this is this is what i'm supposed to do with my life all right so uh, after elementary school uh basically that's that was the end of the road for me to go continue with school my family couldn't afford to pay for my high school which was really expensive way back then so i I luckily the, the sisters of Mercy also started another uh, project which was called MSDP MSDP basically means Mukuru Slum Development Project so in MSDP they had uh, subdivisions of different projects like mm-hmm. for street children for women struggling in slums for football I mean soccer for art and other <coughs> basic talents <coughs> so I joined in in the art 
and the art uh, department was run by a nun god rest her in peace she was called sister lori from ireland she was in charge of our department and um, she encouraged us qu- quite a lot so basically what they did is um, they they started a small gallery where if we we, we started by painting postcards mm-hmm. and small paintings so they would be displayed in the gallery and every time i used to sell every time so i started supporting my family um when i was really young like when i sold some stuff i would buy food pay rent pay school fees for my brothers like cater for them i was like uh becoming a dad in my family <laughs> at a real tender uh, age so um through that i thought why why can't i become a, a, an artist why can't i be serious with this because <clears throat> i was like selling my stuff so i i thought yeah this is it this is what i i should do because even during that time the slum was really dangerous uh, a lot of uh, young people especially my peers were involved in drug abuse mm-hmm. and they are uh, you know always the the easiest way to sustain your drug abuse is yeah. by getting into crime yeah so they got into crime they started they, they always start with baby steps they start by mugging people mm-hmm. after that they graduate they get knives and machetes then after that they buy guns once they buy guns they are like real gangsters they are like really uh, real pros so most uh, in in my country if you have an illegal arm that's it mm. they kill you yeah they don't negotiate they don't do like anything that's it that's the end of you if they got you with that it's it's the end of your life yeah unless god has mercy on you yeah. in, in a way so i've lost a lot of friends yeah um i've lost <coughs> a lot of schoolmates and classmates through drug abuse and crime wow. some of them are uh in jail serving really long term sentences for robberies uh some of them are junkies if, uh, if you meet them you would think they are 70 year olds yeah. because of the drugs they take yeah. but i i thank god because god saved me god helped me with um blessed me with the art talent which has really yeah. helped me yeah. be a positive role model uh, have a good life move out of the slum yeah. and stuff like that so i don't take it for granted yeah. i take it as a blessing yeah yeah so what 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 um and i'd like to hear a little bit about um someone who's inspired you and i'm yeah. thinking of your brother but because i think it's tied together with this what allowed you and your family to get out of the slum yeah um and so maybe yeah uh basically my brother our second born i'm the first born so my second our second born is called patrick oboya he's quite a popular superstar in kenya everybody knows him i don't like walking around with him because sometimes we we are going to an important meeting or a place he stops everywhere people want to take pictures people want to talk to him and he's so kind and humble he always does that your brother yeah, yeah yeah because people like love him he's a good footballer so um he he made it like he he's really gifted very very blessed and he made it like to europe when he just turned 18 he got a contract with the Czech Republic club that was playing in the first league wow yeah which was like a dream come true for him and a huge inspiration to everyone in our slum and other slums across Kenya um for him being able to make it out of the slum and play in a professional league in Europe you know Czech Republic is one of the big uh teams or giants in in soccer and uh him playing there was really special and he used to score goals he used to assist goals he used to like every time we would read an article on newspaper about him mm-hmm. conquering Europe and that that uh, was really good so through that he moved our family out of the slum yeah. and um he made he kind of challenged me as the firstborn of the family to also work hard yeah. because you know siblings fight in a nice way as <laughs> we fight in a nice way and we always challenge each other to like um really work hard so he made it out so i thought i also need to step up put my gears in shifts and now drive fly also yeah so thank god that is happening now yeah uh, but 
before coming to America, I've also shown my work in Europe, in quite a few countries. I've shown my work in Germany uh, like uh, four times. I've shown my work in the Netherlands. I've shown my work in Slovakia, Austria, Hungary. Yeah. So wow. so I've been quite successful in Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear um to kind of shift to your work and have you just kind of talk a little bit about kind of what what are the things that you're creating, painting, the mediums you're using, why you're using them. Just talk a little bit about your artwork and kind of what you hope that people will take from it. All right. Um so basically I used to paint pretty stuff for people to buy and enjoy in their houses. Uh, but you know for me i have a lot of love for where i come from that's mukuru slum and also i love other slums and as an artist <coughs> who grew up in the slum i was really tired of the stereotype that was always associated with slums yeah so i thought a lot of people talk about slums in a negative way basically most of them do not have knowledge about what's going on in the slum if you are in africa or in a in in a arab country if you hear people saying america is bad because of 1 2 3 you might believe that but if you haven't seen the other side of what america sure. is doing you know you 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 can't understand those dynamics yeah. so for me as an artist i thought i really should like try and uh show people the positive side of slum life yeah Uh, so I stopped doing pretty stuff. I thought let me be an ambassador of my slum. Let me take on this monster of stereotype and yeah. educate people. Yeah. Because a coin has two sides. So I yeah. I'm trying to flip the coin. And um I came up with two styles that I'm working on. The first style is I use uh, cardboards. You know when you peel cardboards, the thin layer on top. Yeah you find the corrugated stuff so those things i use them to create a 3d effect in my work which projects and depicts the slum in a really positive way and in a in a really uh, almost a, a realistic way so this corrugated stuff that i get on cardboard has made my work special because a lot of artists paint slums in kenya but mine are unique because of that Yeah. And I think that's a blessing from God to have that creativity in my work, to have that dynamic because God really saw what I wanted to show and what my story was about. So basically, I try to show how uh, Islam is a community, how social it is, the economic uh, side of it. I try also to show children playing, I try to show the main streets, I try to show the small shops. I try to show the illegal connection with lots yeah. of electric wires passing around crisscrossing each other. You would think Spider-Man was there last night passing <laughs> around flying around. So uh basically uh that style is really doing well and showing people the other side and you know the structure owners in slums are really clever uh because of direct sun uh, sunlight Uh, direct contact of sunlight and rain the the uh, tin starts to get rusty so what they do is they paint them with really beautiful colors to attract tenants so tenants would always think the structures are new but it's just a mind game <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i also try to mimic that in my work which always creates a really nice effect if you look at this painting you can see most of the tins are rusted yeah but that one stands out yeah because it's painted those two stand out because they are painted in nice bright colors so that's exactly what i'm trying to talk about if you also look at the other one some of them are painted yeah not all uh, structure owners or landlords do that but in most cases once they do that bang they get tenants or they can raise the rent sure. a bit higher and in slums we i i try to tell some real uh life stories without prejudice without favor without um because yeah also the negative i try to de- de- uh, also include <clears throat> them but i try to dwell in positivity because even when you look at the rust yeah it looks beautiful yeah in a way not that because i've painted the rust but 
literally when you look at the rust in the slums yeah. it looks beautiful if you think about it in an artistic way you would think maybe an old fashioned uh, artist was there an impressionist was painting on each one of them and they look like art pieces see like a nice collection of uh, an impression artist is there like it's if you fly there you would have a really nice exhibition yeah yeah and we have a lot of churches in slums people basically are worshipers and believers and uh, you find every sunday churches are full praising god singing and stuff like that yeah. which is really special there are some pockets of spaces in the slum where children play like small playgrounds and children enjoy them some of them are just dust small dusty pockets you will find children enjoying soccer enjoying some uh, sports riding bicycles and uh, basically a lot of people in slums share sure yeah that's one thing that is really special about slums people love to share if you have if you're cooking and you don't have enough cooking oil you can just knock at your neighbor's door and ask for some if you don't have salt you can do the same and vice versa yeah. so that makes it really special and even uh, if you want to hang your clothes like over there that lady is hanging clothes yeah you just go out hang your clothes out there and nobody will steal them they will stay there when they are dry you bring them back inside that means honesty yeah which in most cases people don't see it they think slums because of poverty people or everyone is a thief yeah in in some cases people might steal but it's not common yeah. and um you find a lot of hard working people this guy is pushing a bicycle full of stuff on it delivering it to some shop also hard work which yeah. supports our economy yeah. and those are some of the stories i try to show yeah. in my work and try to show it in a positive way yeah so my second style is um i use real um house roofs or walls so basically what i do is i collect the corrugated iron the real ones when the structure owners are doing renovations to their houses then i burn them in a very big fire to make them lose weight by losing weight makes them easier for me to work with and also makes them less heavy hence customers could afford flying them or you know <laughs> sure. hanging them so, so you're taking the corrugated roof material yeah. that's been discarded or you're buying it from people yeah. that they're they're renovating and mm -hmm. you're putting it in a fire to burn it yeah which kind of changes the comp, like it lightens it exactly yeah. uh, after that <clears throat> i use water and acid to fasten the rusting process because uh, it takes months for the rust to go on the iron naturally so what i normally do is i use acid which eats the iron but then water acts as a moderator for the acid not to eat everything sure yeah then when they are ready i smash them flat with the hammer cut them according to the sizes of the frames then stretch them using by using nails on the on the on the frame then do my sketches the hardest part because i not very good in drawing but i try then after that i treat the iron so that it doesn't continue to rust you know if you spend a few hundred of dollars on my work <laughs> which is right now quite affordable i would suggest people to get it now because i believe one day i'll become really famous and the prices will skyrocket so right now people have an opportunity to own some of my pieces and um i treat them so that when people buy the paintings the rust doesn't eat it out sure. so i use shellac to treat it <clears throat> but i only treat where i want to paint because shellac turns it into a one dark uniform color which kind of uh, denies the iron an opportunity to be used as a medium i always want to use it as a medium rather than just using it as a painting surface so i only treat the parts i want to paint then the rest is left to continue rusting then so someone's painting will continue to kind of yeah. change and yeah. grow and yeah yeah wow. it's it's like a, a painting that will continue changing and stuff like that yeah. then i also treat the back side of it and the edges and then i i paint figures of working men and uh, uh working men and women 
uh, doing their daily things, daily life things to get their bread. Uh, basically, women selling food on the streets, selling clothes, selling uh, groceries, men using bicycles as in- instruments of work, carrying a lot of heavy stuff on them. We have a, a special type of bicycle called Black Mamba, which is built with really uh, strong metal that can carry heavy stuff. They are basically good for the African roads, the sure. bumpy roads. Yeah. And you find a lot of men carrying huge stuff. And sometimes you might be driving and you see people carrying really big stuff. You can't even see them. You just see their legs <laughs> cycling and they manage it. Yeah. 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 No, that's wonderful. So I want to ask you just about um, how your art has affected other people. So I've, I've been reading a book by uh, Madeline LaEngle called yeah. Walking on Water. It's about just reflections on Christians and art. And I, I came across this last night. Um, mm-hmm. she, it says, we do not judge art, art judges us. And that very judgment may enable us to change our lives, to re- renew our commitment to the Lord of creation. Mm-hmm. How have you seen this happen with your art? Have you, where someone has encountered your art and had to kind of step away and say, oh, I've, I've got a." There's something that needs to change in me. Yeah, um, in some situations I'm, I've seen that. Um, when people look at my work, they see the other side of slum life and they feel like they would also try to become friends with people mm-hmm. from slums. They feel like they should also give more or give to the slums. And that kind of um, answers your question in a way. Yeah. But I hope I'm still not yet there. I hope to have a big impact across the world for people to yeah. appreciate the less fortunate. Yeah. And uh, I also try to sell my work and support my community because I feel like it's really important to always give back to the community. So one way you're doing that is through uh, the Mukura Art Club. Yeah. Could you kind of tell us about how that came to be and who 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 you're helping? Because I think you're having a pretty impact on a lot of lives already. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe talk to that a little bit. Okay, um, um, Mukuru Art Club came came to pass. Um, we we started like uh, my friend. It's called John Mandela. He's a really special person, a blessing to the slum because he really devotes lots of it, his time in helping the community, developing it, empowering young people. He started uh, <coughs> a soccer academy way back in 2010 to like basically help children exercise, live healthy, and also nurture their football talents. So uh, when, when, when he started it, he asked me to join in. So I thought, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do it. and it kick-started. So after some time, I noticed not all the kids are enjoying playing soccer, not all the kids are enjoying um, training. So I thought, why can't I also start teaching children art? So we put Mukuru Art Club under the uh, South B United Sports Academy umbrella so so as to diversify our work, but at the same time have wider, I mean, have have them in one umbrella so that we don't be like different people working against each other but coming together and developing and empowering our community so uh, our soccer academy is well structured it has um, categories from the under 8 under 10 under 12 under 14 under 16 and the under 20. so basically each after every two years kids um, graduate to the next yeah. Uh, level and that helps them to nurture their talents in a structured way and our under 16 acts as our reserve team then our under 20 uh, plays in a senior league that is being run by the football kenya federation wow. yeah which acts as our outlet for players to get into other bigger teams so at the moment we have like four players playing in uh, higher leagues. That's great. That's a big blessing. Yeah. And uh, we have two players who've played for the junior 
Kenya national teams that is the under 17 and under 20 and one of them is my little brother who has played in the under 17 now is promoted to the under 20 which is a, he's a very good player I, pro, I i believe he in future he will be famous because he's he he, yeah. he has a goal scoring ability he's a striker and also big and um we so uh that's our soccer academy which has over 250 boys and girls then we have um the mukuru art club which i run basically we i used to teach a group of 40 kids and we divided our year quarterly so after every three months kid would graduate kids would graduate and give space to other kids mm-hmm. so each year i would work with 120 or 140 depending on sometimes we have mm-hmm. more more kids in one class and then uh basically what i was doing is trying to to teach them basic art and craft information that is drawing and shading painting art and craft i mean a little bit of craft and um after that they would graduate we issue them with a certificate of what they've done then they give others an opportunity to come in and learn and basically the the ones who are talented the the most talented ones or the most the, the ones who have a lot of interest i would get them into my studio and start mentoring them and that has helped them so much because i have a group of like 25 boys and girls who i work with in my small studio they are like really doing well yeah i think they will also be very uh, powerful artists and yeah. each one of them has different stories they are telling which is special they are also finding their own colors their own subjects their own themes and um that's really special to see children that i started working with them when they were eight or nine years now in their teens persuading i mean pursuing to become professional artists like myself sure. so that uh, really pleases me because uh, i see i'm doing the right things yeah and uh, some of the kids also have won a lot of competitions in kenya like myself way back in my days and one of them won a global competition there's a huge uh, competition um, sponsored by japanese car manufacturer Toyota they have a global art contest called the Toyota Dream Car art contest so in 20 2014 yeah one of my student won uh, the global competition after winning in the national competition he had painted a huge um, fire engine which was in the slum putting out fire you know slums are houses built so close to each other there are no streets or there is no way a fire engine or an emergency vehicle could yeah. m- negotiate its way in so his truck had really long legs so it <laughs> could walk without destroying the houses then put out the fire it also had a hand that would fix the burnt houses and build them back so that was a really special yeah. um very very special thinking and um if that could happen that would be amazing <laughs> wouldn't it yeah yeah so he won the global competition he was supposed to travel to japan to tokyo japan together with his parents unfortunately he couldn't travel because of uh documentation issues okay so but right now he's doing really well he's one of my top students and actually today i woke up at 3 a.m trying to organize some stuff back in Kenya it's it was around 2 yeah it was around 2 in my country so uh, basically there's there's an exhibition which we were invited to take part myself and him so i was trying to organize our work to be taken there um trying to like call shots <laughs> even if i'm in america I'm, i'm still i'm still needed back there so i i did that So he he will he will have uh, his second exhibition. It's a group exhibition but a really big exhibition. And last time the American ambassador was there. We met there and uh he liked my stuff pretty much. That's great. Yeah. So it's a good platform. 
actually it's an American company which is sponsoring the exhibition. It's called McKinsey and Company. Yeah, so um, hopefully he will sell some of his stuff and get some nice contacts from there because that's what I want them the, the kids to like have like have their own contacts, have mm-hmm. their own networks and yeah. start if they want to really become professionals, they I'm trying to mentor them really early and trying to throw everything to them yeah. so that they can start uh, developing and growing yeah. quickly and that yeah. I think that's like a shortcut for them because myself I'm a self-taught artist. <coughs> Nobody taught me how to organize things, but they are lucky they have me as a bridge. Yeah. So I'm ready to like mentor yeah. them and hopefully they will become better than me, travel the world, show their work and yeah. Yeah. Mhm. That's great. It's a it <coughs> it's a picture of of discipleship in a lot of ways I think of Jesus saying to his disciples you'll do even greater works mm-hmm. and and just the heart yeah. that you have yeah. that these artists that you're raising up would do greater works it, it that's a I just, just feels like a reflection of God's heart in yeah. you amen and so I just I really appreciate that um I'd love to like as you kind of think about and dream about and pray into the future mm-hmm. what is your hope like five years from now ten years from now for your impact for the art club for these kids um yeah i'd just love to hear yeah uh first of all thanks for highlighting what you just said i never thought that about that in that way so yeah that's really nice of you yeah so back to your (coughs) question my uh, dream is um mukuru art club to grow bigger to have a lot of um students and uh we, we my my dream basically is to have like an art collective where our students can grow and join the art collective and then we train them to become professional artists once they are ready they can move out and get their own studio after they have their own networks and take off then through that um channel we can always have lots of students coming in for some time and getting out and trying to do their own things and uh, to do to be able to do that we really need a lot of help from well wishers if anyone would like to support us in any way they are really welcome it doesn't necessarily have to be money they can support us by giving us art books materials mm-hmm. they can support us by uh, paying the kids lunch for them to uh, enjoy some food after classes because most of them come there hungry <coughs> like they remind me of my time and um basically sometimes it's not necessarily money that matters but what you can offer and um our also our other objective is to build like a resource center uh, something like this exactly makes me feel like um this is my vision because if we have a space like this where kids could come there and uh work where kids could go could be going there and do their homework yeah quietly yeah we have like a library for them to read books get knowledge we have like some computers for them to get uh, get to know how to use computers because n- uh, now the world is digital yeah. and we need to also switch switch our kids into that get them ready for for what is uh, ahead of them yeah. so if we have that that would empower them quite a lot and uh we also would love to have like a, a place where kids could come and share games like mm-hmm. card games board games yeah. um play some um something like video games yeah. or watch educative films yeah. on a projector on a weekly basis yeah. a place that would empower kids with knowledge so that they could be ready for for the future and yeah. that's my dream like if we can build a space like that we already have we, we purchased a land a piece of land um let me let me tell you a story before i get to that piece of okay. land in 2014 we were <coughs> our soccer academy was invited to play in sweden and uh we we tried to organize uh, like dinner parties um like uh to fundraise but they didn't work well because we cooked a lot of food and lots of people didn't turn up <laughs> <laughs> but um basically what what happened is um i told my friends we can't lose hope art 
can help us. So we, I told them, let's organize some art exhibitions and let's see what happens. It's a business, so let's risk. If we risk with the dinner, let's do another risk. So I made some paintings together with my students. I mobilized some Kuru artists and some famous Kenyan artists. We did a series of exhibitions. We were lucky some galleries liked our story. They gave us their spaces to show. And luckily we had like media, people who came in. They highlighted that on the news and the president saw that. He was touched and gave us tickets to travel to <laughs> Sweden. That's great. Yeah, so the money that we had made out of selling art and other things, we kept it in our account. So after coming back, we bought a piece of land, a piece of structure where we use it as our clubhouse. We renovated it and uh, now my dream is to build it like a, sto uh, a, a one story uh, mm -hmm. building. So so my uh, whatever I, ju I just told you to be in there, everything to be in that yeah. place. Yeah. So you already have that piece of land. A piece of space we just need to build it and once it's done it will empower kids yeah so that's my vision and i hope god will bless it um i'm planning to maybe we, we are planning to writing some few proposals also send them to poet and hopefully maybe they will come through and support us yeah god willing yeah yeah well it's exciting to hear that even um, you're creating uh, opportunities for these young people and for yourself, obviously, but for these young people as well mm -hmm. to, to, to create their own uh, income generation yeah. through selling their art yeah. um, and just giving them a vocation that they can one day support their families and, and reinvest into their communities. And yeah. so yeah. it's really exciting to hear. Um, yeah, I want to just ask a quick question. So you mentioned like this space we're yeah. at Trey uh, Ministries and um, and just thinking about like what do you what do you see in Trey mm -hmm. that that you see that you go oh that's the sort of thing that I want to see in Nairobi um, basically I'm not so familiar with this space but the little things I know is um, you guys empower college students which is really special they are young people. They are the future of this country. They are the future of the world. So by you guys empowering them, by you guys teaching them to worship and obey God, that's special. And that's exactly what I would like to mimic when I go back. And also um, another thing is that this is a nice space for doing some things for young people, which is the same thing that I would like also to copy. And uh, like yesterday, we had a really good conversation with you and the other guys. I was blessed. And um, now I feel like I can open my heart more to God and like try to find yeah. uh, answers in, in reading the Bible. And that's exactly what we should be doing to young people. And yeah. once we get our building done, uh, we will also in, uh, uh, incorporate yeah. pastors young pastors coming in and uh helping kids spiritually because some some things kids might be doing they we, we think they are uh, hot-headed but they could mm -hmm. be demons in them and yeah. those demons need to be fought spiritually yeah yeah so sure. that 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 uh, i think that we, we will do but as we wait for the building to be done we will also be uh inviting pastors to our programs to always talk to the kids yeah. encourage them share the word with them and you guys if you happen to come again to <laughs> Kenya please feel free to right. plan your program putting us in slotting yeah. us in and coming and helping but it does get me excited about um, just with art like yeah. um, it's 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 a way to communicate that, that we don't necessarily need language mm -hmm. it helps but um, you know, just to, to bring artists together from different parts of the world uh, just is an exciting thought. And yeah. I, I just love to explore that mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Um, I, I was just, as I was thinking here, I'd, I'd love to just give you uh, one more question that I have. Okay. Um, and then I'll see if anybody else has any, any questions. All but right. um, if you were to give a, a word of encouragement mm -hmm. or yeah to the american church yeah. like what would you say um 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm really um, amazed and astonished by the culture here in Sioux Falls and South Dakota. People here are believers. I didn't think that's the case. I've been to Europe. They don't believe in God, and it's quite a shame. Just few countries like Slovakia, Hungary, and a little bit of Austria believe in God and go to church to worship. In other countries, only old people go to church. But here I've seen a lot of young people, middle-aged <coughs> and stuff like that, go to church, which is really special. So for me, um, my message would be um, to the American church would be, please continue guiding your people spiritually because this country was built by believing in God. Your great-great-grandfathers who made it possible for the American dream were believers. Please don't lose that. Keep the faith. Like in your dollar bills, in God we trust, <laughs> yeah. not in gold we trust. <laughs> and it's kind of shifting. People are now be, uh, beginning to start worshiping a lot of idols, a lot of um, um, a lot of things, worshiping money and stuff. But the church is a really special entity in the whole world, and the guidance the church gives to people is really important. So for me, I would urge all the pastors, all the ministries, uh, to keep guiding the masses. Go in in the gold uh, in the go godly way, the way God wants us to to be. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. You're welcome. You. What has um, your experience in America been for you so far? Wow, my experience first of all has been really good. I've met a lot of nice people. I've met a lot of I have I've had a lot of good experiences. Like for instance, going to a hockey game. It was really special. <laughs> Uh, last time I was in Europe, I wore really light clothes. I got sick, but this time I was prepared. <laughs> and it was really nice to see the Sioux Falls Stampede crushing their opponents. <laughs> That's great. Uh, seeing a lot of goals. It was really nice. And also being able to show my work in the, in the DC overseeing the capital, yeah. that was the creme de la creme. Like yeah. that was the icing on the cake. Yeah. It has always been my dream to come to America and show my work and thank God I'm living my dream. So generally, my experiences have been really good thanks to um, Seeds of Change and Poet for inviting me, for giving me this wonderful opportunity. I thank God and I bless God for yeah. them. Well, we are sure thankful to be able to hear your story mm -hmm. and we'll pray that God would continue to pour out his blessing on you Amen. and on the, the, the art club and yeah. what you're doing there. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>